across, and Dempsey is denied again, and Donovan has scored! Oh, can you believe this? Go, go, USA! Just trying to find him. Broken for Fabregas. Now it's Iniesta. This is it. Rescata Bale, la baja. Ame Rodríguez girando, golazo, taque, 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 gol, gol, vino, 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 gol de Mundial, taque, taque, gol, gol, taque, taque, gol, 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 taque, taque, gol. Full of running and he's... Götze! It's Mario Götze! It's Super Mario! He might just have won the World Cup for Germany! Welcome to Bend It Like Beckett, Beckett's new soccer podcast. I am your host, Scott Bedgood, here with my co-host, Brian Fleischer. How's it going, Brian? It's going well, Scott. Are you excited to... Um, not work for a month starting on uh, Thursday? It's going to be difficult. We do have a tradition at Beckett of turning on all the World Cup games, and uh, it is difficult to keep uh, people in their offices while the games are on. Yeah. So I mean, I'm very excited to answer your question. I might actually get to work earlier because the games start at like 7 a.m. Is that what it is here? We're central? I, th- I think it's like 7 a.m., and then they'll be over maybe like 1 there you go. Ian. We've got laptops. We've got so, tables over there. We can just work there. Yeah. I mean, quote unquote, depending on who's playing. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. So it's going to be really exciting. Um, we are going to be doing a couple episodes a week throughout the World Cup, talking about what's been going on with the games. And then also uh, with Brian, who is the world's foremost expert on card pricing. <laughs> uh, we're going to be talking about uh, the impact on the hobby, the players to be collecting and products and things like that. So uh, before we get started, we'll, we'll kind of do a little bios of, of who we are for people who don't know. So uh, Brian, why don't you tell us how you became the world's foremost expert? That is not a title that, that that I use for myself, but I will gladly accept it you if have you want to use tattooed it. tattooed on your forehead. No, that is not true. Um, I, I am Brian Fleischer. I started uh, at Beckett about 15 years ago. Um, I've spent all 15 years in the pricing department, um, started as market analyst, uh, working on football, basketball, baseball, really kind of a rover, anything that needed to be done pricing-wise, checklist-wise, I did it. Um, eventually um, took over the pricing of the, the baseball magazine, um, and now I manage the the group of the, the, the pricing guys. So I do a little bit of soccer pricing, I do baseball pricing, I do a little bit of basketball pricing, a uh, little bit of everything. So how did you, when did you become a soccer fan? I would always pay attention to the World Cup. I remember watching the 1990 World Cup. I remember the 94 World Cup in the U.S., 98 World Cup. And then I would kind of ignore soccer for four years. But in the 2006 World Cup, I decided that I was going to start following year-round. It was much easier at that time. Um, you know, Fox Soccer uh, Channel was, was coming into uh, homes in the United States. It was much easier to follow teams, much easier to follow leagues outside of the World Cup. Um, so I decided after the 06 World Cup to become a full-time soccer fan. How did you pick being a Chelsea fan? Well, because John Terry had a fantastic 06 World Cup, and I said, whoever that guy plays for, that's the team I'm going to follow. Now, I do feel like a little bit of a bandwagoner because they were coming off a 
Premier League title, and they were signing everybody in the world and spending a lot of money and uh, had the great Jose Mourinho still at the helm. Um, but, yeah, I've, I've followed Chelsea uh, pretty closely since the 06-07 season. So why aren't you an Aston Villa fan if you're just following John Terry around? <laughs> well, he left Aston Villa after oh, that. Now, now he you're did. no longer an Aston yeah, Villa fan. I'm still a John Terry fan, but I'm uh, uh, no longer an Aston Villa fan. Fair enough. Fair. No longer. <laughs> no longer, no. What are you going to do with that tattoo? Brian's tatted up. I'm completely tatted Puts up. all of his. Got sleeves everywhere. All of it. Um, yeah, so I'm Scott Bedgood. I'm the senior editor here at Beckett. I started about a year ago. Um my sort of soccer story is I uh, same thing. 06 World Cup got really into it. Watched it. I still remember uh, Zidane's headbutt, as you heard in the intro. Passa. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. That was incredible. What a moment! What a moment! I just couldn't believe it. I was like, "What is going on? This is this is really fun." Um, so yeah, I started following year round after that. Um, so yeah, it's been about. Well, twelve years now, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, I chose Liverpool as my team. My why Liverpool? My great great grandfather mm-hmm. uh, immigrated from Liverpool, as did mine. As which I found so, out after the fact. Come on, so I can't switch allegiances from Chelsea to Liverpool. I feel like, but all my family did come through Liverpool as well. Yes, your Irish family. Yes, came correct. From they did. Uh, well, I knew this before, and so that's why I picked Liverpool. I guess. Everton was also on the table, but I didn't even realize that at the time. I mean, at the time, nobody knew any like very much of no, this stuff at all. So no. there was information out there, but I literally did not know Everton was in the city of Liverpool um, or anything like that. I just was like, well, I know my family's from Liverpool. There's a team called Liverpool. Like this is pretty, That's my team. pretty straightforward. Um, <laughs> and that was actually like that first year watching they made the Champions League final and lost. And I was like, this is fun. This is going to happen all the time. And uh, not until this year uh, did they make it back. Uh, and they lost again, so yeah. it's really great. Um, it's been it's been a lot of up and downs, but anyway. So that's that's my soccer story. That's your soccer story, correct? Uh, but we're here to talk about the World Cup. We are, and we're here to talk about you know as Beckett. We are. I mean, you're the world's foremost expert on card pricing. We're going to we're, we're going to roll with that. All right. Foremost expert on the hobby, correct? Well, so how does the hobby tie into the World Cup? As as soccer has grown in the United States. Um, we as a department and as a company have, have spent more resources on building our soccer database. Um, when I started in 03, the majority of the sets in our soccer database were just, um, MLS sets. Um, there were a few, um, like Dallas tornado team issues and some indoor, uh, MISL sets, um, and and a lot of oddball stuff from the eighties. Um, as the, the popularity of the sport has grown here. Um, the popularity of collecting cards has grown as well. So um, we really have put a focus on on getting more cards into the database and trying to price as many as possible. We're still working on the pricing. As of right now, we've got about 330,000 soccer cards in our soccer database. It has grown immensely in the last two years specifically. We've got 65,000 of those priced. So we, we've, we've really put a lot of emphasis on the soccer database. Um, we're adding more cards every week. We're adding more pricing almost every day. And, and we're really you know, making a push to, to grow that soccer database. Already for the World Cup, we'll bring it back to the World Cup, we've, we've got a lot of 
sets in there that Panini has already put out. We've got, of course, the World Cup sticker set that is in our database and priced. We've got the Panini World Cup Prism set, which is extremely popular, a ton of parallels, a really strong autograph group that collectors really like. We've got that in the database already prepped and priced. Uh, Right in the middle of the World Cup, right at the start of the World Cup, uh, Panini National Treasures Soccer, the first time that National Treasures, which is a huge brand in basketball and in football, uh, that will be in the database. Uh, We'll get that prepped and priced in time for the end of the World Cup. Uh, We've got an Adrenaline XL Road to the World Cup set priced and prepped in the database. So Panini really puts a huge emphasis on on the World Cup, rightfully so. Uh, so we're we're trying to keep up with them and keep up with the pricing and cataloging as well. A lot of products. I mean, I think most people around the world associate Panini with the stickers, correct? The sticker books and the correct. albums. Uh, but obviously, they've been putting out a lot of more, lot more product um, related to the World Cup when it comes to the U.S collector which typically collects cards more than stickers correct whereas around the world it's stickers over cards but i think they're trying to sort of meld those where getting the u.s collector interested in stickers versus the european collector interested in cards correct so it's really interesting how does you may not i think you might know this off the top of your head you said there were three hundred thirty thousand. correct how does that compare to another sport is that still uh, there, there are millions of, yeah there's there's there seven or eight million cards in the baseball database so it it lags behind but we're not we're constantly adding so that's not everything mm. panini and a lot of these other companies put out a ton of product each year in every league in the world so panini has sticker albums and and card products in spain and in um england and portugal and, and you name it anywhere south america north america asia everywhere um so they, they put out a lot of product and that we are trying to catch up and go back to the 80s, 90s, early 2000s and get that in the database, um, in addition to adding the, all the new releases that they put out each year. They do team sets. They do team sticker albums for just Liverpool, for example, or just Manchester United or Chelsea or, or Real Madrid. So there is a ton of soccer product uh, released each year that we're trying to you know, get all the backlog uh, added to the database and, in addition, add the, the, the new stuff. And the kids... Uh, are typically into the sort of uh, playing cards with the stats and things like that, right? I mean, that's what kids are into more than stickers. Correct. Typically. The kids kids really like that. But I can tell you from personal experience, we've got I've got an 11 year old daughter, and her soccer team has gotten really into the World Cup sticker albums. In between tournament games, they're trading with each other. They've got um, f- you know friends bringing them packs. I, a dad was telling me the other day that he's so sick of going to the store to buy more sticker packs for his daughter to to fill out her album. So, at least personal that you know anecdote that you know that a lot of the kids really into these World Cup stickers. Um, the Panini has done a really good job building their product to try and cater to the U.S. collector. Prism, like I said, has a lot of color and a lot of parallels, which collectors love. They've got a really, really strong autograph lineup. It, 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 there's almost no commons in that autograph uh, lineup in Panini Prism World Cup. It's all superstars. It's Maradona. It's Messi. It's Ronaldo. It's, uh, it's the biggest names in, in world soccer. So they've done a great job of, of building products to cater to uh, the U.S. collector. Okay, that's interesting. So we'll 
get a lot more into that as we go on and as we talk about specific players and products and things. Um, we're going to be doing two shows a week, so we're going to have to fill it up with some talk. So we'll, we'll get more into the products and uh, specifics there. Right now, let's roll into our sort of predictions, previews, whatever you want to call it. I mean, we're going to pick a winner, but uh, it, we're probably going to be wrong. I'm going to be right. Oh, you may okay. be wrong. Oh, I will be right. I will be wrong because I'm not going to uh, – <laughs> well, I know why. I, I, I'll explain why I'm going to be wrong later. Um, so we'll go kind of group by group, break down the groups as much as we can. As we'll kind of learn the dynamic of the show, Brian is definitely the hobby expert. I'm more of the soccer expert. That definitely means I'm going to overthink things and call things incorrectly. Whereas you could probably just, I mean, every World Cup in history has been won by like a group of six teams total, five teams total. Give or take. And uh, yeah. yeah, Uruguay, Argentina, Germany, Spain, France. And Brazil. Brazil. Yeah, so six teams. So if you pick one of those six teams, you're probably going to be right. <laughs> uh, there, there's rarely an upset. This is not the NCAA tournament or something like that. But I'm, uh, yeah, I guess my prediction is one of those six teams. So I'm, I'm, okay. I, should be, I should be safe. You could be safe. All right, so, so we'll start with Group A. That's Russia, Saudi Arabia, Egypt, and Uruguay. The first game of the World Cup is Russia, Saudi Arabia. This team is is by, f- or this group is by far the weakest group. Correct. Um, I, I am... 100% certain that Russia had something to do with that. I don't know. Knowing what that. we know about Russia, <laughs> knowing the way they got the World Cup, there's a 1,000% chance they stacked their own group. Um, Russia is not a very good team. You look at this roster. I mean, there's very few players that you will have heard of. Igor um, Akinfaya, the you got keeper. former Chelsea great. Yuri Zhirkov. Yuri Zhirkov. We, won't, we won't lean on that name too okay. hard. Uh, Igor Akinfaya is a good keeper, but he's older. Zhirkov is very old. Um, these rest of these guys are not well known. We're one of the things we're relying on a little bit is the Guardians complete guide. Correct. That tells us that Fedor Smolov is the main goal scorer. I don't know. Yeah. I think I'm going to trust Russia, them. I'm I think this Russia team is trash, but they will probably get out of this group because they're in the weakest group. Correct. I I would agree with that. You've got Saudi Arabia, which. I'll give you a million dollars if you can name one person on Saudi Arabia without looking at the Guardian. <laughs> um, you know, I actually, there was a really interesting stat I saw yesterday that had uh, the players from each team that play in their domestic league. Mm-hmm. What team is 100%? What team has no players that are in a foreign league? Oh, I'm going to guess Saudi Arabia? Saudi Arabia is 91%. Uh, Morocco? No, come on. England. Russia? England. England, okay. No English player ever plays anywhere else. <laughs> Uh, so they are 100%. Saudi Arabia is 91%. That's why we will have never heard of any of these Saudi Arabian players. Saudi Arabia's league is average. This team might be okay, but they're probably yeah. not good. No. I, I don't expect anything from them. Egypt is really interesting. They if, are interesting. If Salah's healthy. Liverpool, man. Yes. Arguably the third, third best, best player, player in the world. In the world? Yeah, Definitely maybe. last year. Yeah. Third best player of in the world. Of course, injured in the, in the Champions League final. Purposely injured. Very early. That's a Liverpool... That's opinion. not just a Liverpool opinion. <laughs> Pretty commonly held. So uh, the last I read, he was going to be out for the first two, maybe back for the third. I think, yeah, I think that honestly, Egypt's best chance they play Uruguay first is to sit it back defensively and try to get a nil-nil draw. Uh-huh. They could beat Saudi Arabia probably without Salah, but with him, they could definitely win. Yeah, and against Russia, I believe that their last game is against Russia. If they've got Egypt, if they've got Salah, they could probably beat Russia. Maybe, maybe not. But they're not going to beat Uruguay with Salah or not. No, they're not. But they could beat Saudi Arabia. They could beat Russia. 
I think they should not risk him against in a game that they're not going to win. Uh, interesting fact about Egypt: their goalie Assam El Hadari, yes, forty-five years old. That's pretty awesome. That's their number one keeper, forty-five years old. So you still got hope, Brian? I do. Yeah, <laughs> I'm thirty-eight, sir. Uh, they also have a striker who is just named Trezeguet. That's his nickname after the French striker, uh, David, David Trezeguet. Trezeguet. They say he yes. looks like him, so they just call him that. All right. Uh, obviously, Uruguay. Who who do we think of with Uruguay? Luis Suarez and Edison Cavani. Midfield, I'm not in love with. Defense, I'm not in love with. Diego Godin is a great player. Keeper, Muslera, average. But they're going to get out of this. Godin group. seems to be around for a long time. He's very old. But he's very good. Yeah. But, th- I mean... I don't think there's any doubt that they make it out of this group. Right? No, I think I think it's clearly Russia and Uruguay's group to lose. Mm-hmm. I would think Uruguay finishes first, followed by Russia. Right. I think Russia could switch with Egypt, depending on Salah, but mm-hmm. Uruguay should skate through this group. They, they should feel very lucky to be in this group. Agreed. The next group is a really interesting group just in the, the proximity. Portugal, Spain, and Morocco all in the same group, all mm-hmm. right next to each other, and then... You throw in uh, Iran also in that group. This one's another super straightforward group. I I think it's pretty clear who your top two teams are here. Um, of course, Portugal, best player in the world? Yeah, uh, I think so. I think there's no doubt. No doubt? I mean, the last few years? I guess. Three straight Champions you. Leagues? Yeah. It's hard, so to, hard to say he's not. You've got Ronaldo. Um, so I, I don't think anybody... I, I, yeah, I don't think there's any doubt. It'll be interesting if they win the group or if Spain wins the group, and that could affect a lot because who their matchup is in the next round. But mm-hmm. it, it's there's no way either one of these teams fails to get out of this group. Yeah, Portugal won the Euro 2016. It was pretty lucky. They only got out of their group because of a bonus team rule that it was not a dominating performance. But they're a really good team. They're not just Ronaldo. Their midfield is really good. William Carvalho is a great defensive midfielder. João Moutinho is is a very creative player. Um, Side. I think I think Spain takes the group. I think You've got so too. arguably the best keeper in in the World Cup. I think yeah, I think David De Gea is the best keeper. Yeah. Manuel Neuer has been hurt, so it's hard to you can't really say that he is right now because he hasn't played since September. Mm-hmm. The great Andres Iniesta running the show in the midfield. Yeah, um, they still don't have a striker that they trust. Diego Costa hasn't played well with Spain, but he is a great striker. Mm-hmm. Um, Iago Aspas, Lucas Vasquez, and Rodrigo are the other forwards. None are proven. None of those four are proven at this level. But they have such talent in the midfield and good defenders and a great keeper. I think they win the group for sure. Yeah. What do you know about Morocco? Do you know anything about Um, I do know um, Sofian Buffal. He scored like the best goal in the Premier League this year. Okay. Didn't make the squad. Okay. I I don't know why. I don't know if it's a personality thing. I I just know (laughs) that the only Moroccan player I've ever heard of uh, didn't make the squad. So uh, I'm out on any opinions on this team. And Iran, World Cup champion Iran? Okay. (laughs) Now we're making real nuanced jokes about a Spanish language magazine that I produced that might have said Iran won the 2010 World Cup. It was a typo. It was a typo. Just a small typo, but (laughs) I am now the king of Iran. You are. They worship me over there. Yes. Um, I'm told Sardar Azmoun is their best player by The Guardian. I'm going to go ahead and trust you and The Guardian. All right. Now we get to Group C, and this is the group that has my prediction for the World Cup champion in it. Go ahead, and go ahead and give it away. I think France is going to win the World Cup. 
France is stacked. I don't want them to, but I think they will. <laughs> I say that, and I already regret it because they're France, and they'll find a way to like implode based on personality. But this team is ridiculous. They really are. Hugo Lloris, incredible keeper. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mandanda is a great backup keeper. Mm-hmm. The defense is the only question mark, and it's the the fullbacks are the question mark. The center backs of Varane Umtiti are great mm-hmm. and experienced. Um, Sidibe, Sidibe and Mindy are the fullbacks. They've both been hurt, it says, according to the Guardian. All right. But they're good players. Yeah. So if they're healthy. The midfield is where it really s- sets off. They're stacked. They're so good. N'Golo Conte, as you know as a Chelsea fan. Yep. Probably the most underrated player in the world. He might be. Maybe he, one of the most valuable players. Not maybe. Definitely he was arguably the reason. I've been saying arguably a lot. I'm not going to argue with this. He was the reason that Chelsea won the, the Premier League last year. And the year before with Les, uh, Leicester City, he won the Premier League and was probably the reason there, there too. Yes, exactly. He, so he controls things from the midfield. Blaise Matuidi is a great defensive midfielder as well. And Nzonzi as well. So then you have all those guys controlling and then you get Pogba free yeah. to just create. It would be interesting to see how he plays. If he wants to. Yeah. He, he's so up and down. He could be. He could come out of this tournament as the best player in the whole tournament, or he could be the reason that they flame out in the quarterfinals. But I think he's the key, for sure. Yep. Um, the attack is just out of control good. Griezmann, Mbappe, Dembele, Faker, Dalvin are great. And then you can just bring in Giroud to get across and head exactly. it in like in the 90th yeah, minute. Exactly. And, and not even to mention Thomas Lamar, who they have listed as a midfielder, but is a kind of a winger type yeah. attacker player as well. I mean, they've got just speed, out of control speed up, up top. Griezmann, Mbappe, and Demele are so fast yeah. that it's going to be really hard for any team to compete with that. They're definitely one of the favorites. Mm-hmm. I would be shocked if they don't go pretty far yeah based on talent it's not stepping out on a limb I, no I no no, no. <laughs> and based on talent they should absolutely be in the final but they're like i said they're france they're the yeah. type of team that will blow up i don't see a lot of the big personalities that you typically associate with france even like dimitri payette didn't make the team but mm-hmm. that's because he was hurt but he's yeah. kind of a personality that might cause some problems yeah but i i don't see foresee those those issues with this team so they definitely get out of this group Australia is also in the group. That's not yep. a great team. You got Tim Cahill, who's Cahill another old is somehow one, still but doing still it. Still playing. Uh, the second team out of this group will be interesting. I, I, I'm discounting uh, Australia. I don't really think they have a chance. So it's either Peru or Denmark. Both teams about as good as the other. Yeah, I, the, Peru has become my team. Of course, we work with a lot of Peruvians. Uh, I've that, got two that's nieces. That's not a, of course, to most people who don't work here. But <laughs> well, yes, I'm, I'm we do work with you. a lot of Peruvians. We work with a lot of Peruvians. I've got two nieces who are half Peruvian. So Peru has become my team with, with the United States not qualifying, right. of course. Um, of course, they've, they've got uh, their captain back, Paulo Guerrero, um, had some issues with some Failed Maybe drug tests, back and cocaine. forth. Was he going to play? Was he not going to play? He is going to play. First time in the World Cup in 36 years. Um, it's, it, it's a really exciting moment for Peru soccer. Mm-hmm. Just yeah. just speaking to the guys here um, and, and, and my family, um, it, it's, it's really exciting for them and the, for the whole country. They're, they're fun to watch, and I hope they do well. 
they may not get out of this group, but but I've got my fingers crossed. Yeah, the the only other player on the team that I would know just as an average fan is Jefferson Farfan, who's mm-hmm. a pretty good uh, player. But the rest of these players, I don't know them very well. I do know that at lunch I hear about these guys all the time <laughs> from our Peruvian coworkers who will watch a friendly in a group and like go nuts. Go crazy, yes. So I kind of hope for them that they at least make out of the group just for fun. Uh, Denmark's a pretty good team, though. Castro's Michael is a good keeper. Mm-hmm. Christian um, Eriksen. Christian Eriksen is the key, obviously. The rest of these guys are kind of average. Um, they you know play around the leagues in Europe. They're not they're, they're experienced, but if they if they get out of this group, it's because Christian Eriksen scored a crazy free kick or something. I mean, it's he's going to be the key. I guess you'll take Peru. I'm going to take Peru. I'll take Denmark just to be different. Okay, that's good. Um, so France and Denmark out of that group. All right. The next group is when we, this is the only real group of death in the, in the whole World Cup. You've got Argentina, you've got Iceland, you've got Croatia, and you've got Nigeria. Um, it, it's it is a group of death because it's the toughest group. Mm-hmm. There have been much worse groups in the past. Yeah. Um, Argentina is expected to either win the World Cup or be in the final. I'm actually going to not buy stock in Argentina. Their starting keeper is hurt, so their starting keeper is Willy Caballero. Okay. He's a- I have no faith in Willy Caballero in a big game like this. Former Chelsea great? He's played everywhere. Chelsea great? He yeah. was with Chelsea at some point. Yeah, the defense is, is again, like, it's fine. It's very old. Javier Mascherano is still back there. Otamendi is pretty old. I feel like a speedy team like France could rip this defense apart. The midfield, again, like, I mean, Bigley is a good player. Benega is a really good player. But there's just not a lot of just world-class. The, the world-class talent is in the forwards. Yeah. Obviously, and you've got a lot of it there. Yeah, a ton. And, of and it so there. they're going to have to. I mean, the difference between them and France is that France can score a lot of goals and has a great defensive midfielder and a good defense. Argentina's going to have to win games five to four. Just looking at it on on the surface, maybe they won't. But with Messi, make obviously, for an exci- make for some exciting games. Oh, absolutely. Obviously, Messi. But then you have Iguain, who will either score like the winning goal or miss the like penalty to lose it. It'll all it'll he'll Messi. it'll come down to him somehow. Um, Di Maria, very inconsistent player, but could be brilliant. Lanzini is young, good player, but again, like I don't know what he's proven. Dybala, who has declared apparently that he can't play well with Messi, which is sort of a way of making sure you're not going to start. Yeah, you probably don't want to say that. Uh, Aguero, I mean, the, 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 the attacking talent is crazy, but I'm not a huge Argentina believer. Then we've got my boys, Iceland. Yep. Um Kind of everyone's second favorite team, it seems. Uh, you you travel to Iceland twice a year. I've been every there. Year. I have been there three times in three years. Yes. Um, so I feel like I have a little bit more of a claim to this team than, than other people. Uh, the names that you know, obviously, Gilfie Sigurdsson. Mm-hmm. Uh, other than that, it's a lot of pretty good players that play around Europe. Uh, Kari Arneson is the captain. He's a pretty solid defender. Aaron Gunnarsson plays for I'm gonna forget I think he plays for Burnley. He's a really he's a solid midfield player. Uh-huh. the The whole team is very solid, very large. Obviously, large Viking men. Like this is a tough physical team, well organized. And I think they've got the 
greatest organized chant, cheer. Yes, the Viking clap. The clap thing. Yeah. I want to go play for Iceland awesome, when you hear yeah. that. So, I mean, really, like, what you're looking at with this team is organization, like, physicality, and just general team spirit. Like, they have no business being on the same field as Argentina, but they probably Relatively will make small it work. country, correct? 300,000 people. 300,000 people. Size of about Tulsa, Oklahoma. Yeah. Or Corpus Christi, Texas. Yeah. So, it's pretty amazing there at this point. The goalkeeper, Hannes Halderson, is a filmmaker on the side. Okay. Many like barely like he's a professional player, but he's not like yeah you know David de Gea yeah uh, he's pretty good. But uh, Birkir Bjarnason, he was the one who scored a couple of their big goals in the Euros. Uh, long blonde hair, you'll recognize him. Mm-hmm. They unfortunately for them don't have a great chance of making it out of this group, um, just from the fact that it's a group of death. It's a very tough group. Oh, another guy to, to, to remember, Albert Goodmanson. If uh-huh. you heard the intro, the uh, screaming high-pitched com- commentator, uh-huh. that's uh, Gumi Ben. Okay. That is Albert Goodmanson's father. All right. So he'll be commentating his son in the World Cup, which is pretty, pretty cool. Pretty awesome. And shows you how small this country is. Exactly. Everyone's connected and knows each <laughs> other. Uh, then we get to really one of the best teams in the world that has never won a World Cup. Mm-hmm. This uh, Croatia, this team is ridiculously talented. Um. Uh, top to bottom. I don't know their keepers super well. I don't know who these guys are really. But Lovren and Korluka in defense are really experienced. Lovren's played really good. Yeah. Played really well uh, in the last season or, you know, season and a half. Uh, Vida, I think, is a really good defender as well. Midfield is where they really but shine. This midfield is, is just insane. Luka Modric, like in Golo Conte, uh-huh. one of the best midfielders in the world, controls the game, is the key to everything. Correct. Rakitic plays for Barcelona. Correct. Great creative player. Kovacic plays for Real Madrid. Very solid player. Perisic had an unbelievable season. This last season, kind of a winger, attacking midfielder type player. And then you've got the great Mario Mandzukic. I was going to say, here comes your man. I love Mario Mandzukic. (laughs) I think this Croatia team is really, really good. It'll be interesting because in the Euros, they had several games delayed due to flares and, and... things thrown on the field by their fans uh-huh. so in russia which is already a buck wild country it'll be interesting <laughs> to see what happens with croatia i think i think croatia and argentina get out of that group in that order yeah I think, again it's not really going out on a limb no, i don't think but i think those two the, the only the only thing is nigeria is the other team in this group and that's a Correct. pretty good team it's an, another sort of like iceland unfortunate mm-hmm. that they're playing argentina and croatia african teams are always tough we get ghana and ivory coast yeah you get big and physical mm-hmm, and then yeah. they are they're not easy games so it, we shouldn't really overlook nigeria so a team like nigeria or iceland could escape the group if say uh, Croatia slips up against Nigeria yeah. and Iceland has a draw under their belt and gets a you know, win against Nigeria. You know, there's, there's things that could happen. Uh, most likely it's Croatia, Argentina, mm-hmm. but uh, let's see Nigeria again. They're not great players, but they're players you've heard of John Obi, Mikel, Victor mm-hmm. Moses, Aben Musa, Kilichi, Ihanacho. I mean, they could win. It will a game. be the Arsenal man. Yeah, they could win a game. Uh, then we get to um, everyone's favorite Group E. Group E, Brazil. Brazil. Everyone th- loves to pick Brazil. What do you think about? Is this Brazil team better than the last one? I think it. I think it might be. We've got Neymar, uh, four years older, four years wide wiser. Of course, coming off an injury, so we'll see how he bounces back. But. This is this is my team, I think. 
it's it's tough to pick against them. They have a great goalkeeper in Alisson. The defenders they don't have the uh, the uh, wild card of David Luiz. They've got oh, Salah. Thiago I was really Silva. disappointed to to see Sideshow Bob not on this team. That is true, but they've got solid solid defense. Mm-hmm. Thiago Silva, Marquinhos, Miranda, the incredible Marcelo at left back. Yep. Uh, midfield, it's an interesting thing because you don't think of Brazil as a defensive midfield haven, but you've got Casemiro, Renato Agosto, and Polinho, mm-hmm. and Fernandinho, and Fred, who could yep. all just hold down the midfield. New Manchester United man, Fred. Right. And then you've got Coutinho, who could score from wherever on the field. Yep. Neymar finally has two strikers with him. Normally, he's the only you know forward-type player. Yeah. Uh, but Roberto Firmino, Firmino had a great season. Uh, has had a great couple seasons. He's a different kind of striker, can really set up other players like Neymar, like Gabriel Jesus, Willian and Douglas Costa, and Tyson can bring a lot of speed and creativity off the bench as well. Mm-hmm. So this Brazil team is really, really good. Switzerland is a, is a, one of those average teams. They've got Licksteiner and Ricardo Rodriguez, two great fullbacks. But other than that, I mean, it's not a team that's going to do a lot. Jordan Shakiri might do, pull something out of a hat, but... yeah. I don't know. What What are your thoughts on? Uh, I, I I honestly don't really have many thoughts on Switzerland. Well, I, I was going to say I was going to say on Costa Rica, Switzerland, or Serbia. Who's getting out of the group of those three? They're all kind of dead even. Yeah, you always. I'm, I'll go with the Concacaf, Costa mm-hmm. Rica. You always have one Costa uh, Concacaf team that kind of makes a little noise. Um, so I think it's going to be Brazil and and Costa Rica. Of course, they've got Kaylin Navas in goal. That helps. That does help. He so, plays. He plays better for them than he does for Real Madrid. Yeah. So I think I think you're gonna see them and and Brazil, of course, get out of the group. Go Brazil and yeah. Costa Rica. Yeah. Serbia is a good team. They've got yeah. a lot of experience. Ivanovic and Kolarov. They've got Nemanja Matic, who can just shut things down in the yep. midfield. Uh, they're not bad. They're just they're not near as good as their neighbors, Croatia. Yeah. But they have some good players. But I I would. Go with Costa Rica as well, but don't be surprised if Serbia makes yeah. a way out. Yeah, I don't Switzerland think would over- be a big surprise. I think, Cor- I, I'm with you on that one. Uh, the defending World Cup champs, Germany. Yep. Head up Group F. Neuer is going to start. He has not played since September, but he's going to start. Uh, their defense is just ridiculous, as you already know. Botang, Hummels back there. Kimmich is a really good fullback. Midfield out of control as well. So good that they couldn't even bring Leroy Sané. Absolutely the best player not in the World Cup, right? Absolutely. So Julian Brandt instead, correct? Yeah. Michael Ballack came out this morning or yesterday and said there was no sporting reason why Sané should not be at the World Cup, that he's a better player, he's light years ahead, he plays or he plays at a bigger team, he plays with better players, he's performed better. So he was implying that there was a some sort of non-sporting, behind-the-scenes reason why he was... They left him at home. That has to be it. I have no idea why they would do that. Um, you got Cruz and Kadira that will control sort of the and, and Goretzka that will control the midfield part of it, but the attack from that midfield is out of, is is really really impressive and would be more impressive with Sane. Yeah, uh, Draxler, Ozil, Royce, uh, Brandt are in the midfield. Muller and Werner and Gomez are the strikers. Muller will probably be the guy who starts and scores. scores he all always the goals. scores. He yeah. just every, you need a goal, just he look to Thomas Muller. Yeah. So that team again will probably sort of ignore them, and then they'll win the World Cup. Speaking of teams, I want to ignore L three. L three. 
You're, you're not part of the Americans that are just going to cheer no, for Mexico. No, why? That's a That's thing. A, I know it's a thing. It's, it's on thing. the cover of Sports Illustrated as America's other team. And oh, my gosh. No, of course not. Uh, you know, it's an interesting team. It's it's probably better than they've had in the past. They, yeah, I'm just I'm really just jealous because they are pretty darn good. Yeah, I do think it's weird that they brought Rafa Marquez fresh off drug uh, allegations, uh-huh. drug smuggling allegations, or something. Uh, he had He's some not allowed in the United States. Alleged connection <laughs> to some cartel. Yeah, we'll that's, leave it at that. It's a little odd. I like Andres Guardado in the midfield. Uh, the, the Dos Santos the, brothers. The, yeah, you know, <laughs> uh, the attack is good. Chicharito, El Chucky, Irving mm-hmm. Lozano, uh, Oribe Peralta, El Cepillo. Mm-hmm. You know all the nicknames. Uh, there's also a guy, Tecatito. <laughs> so they're pretty good in attack. Carlos Vela is a, a good player yeah. who I think could have a really good World Cup. Sweden, really not a great team. They kind of lucked into the World Cup. I don't want to say lucked in. They earned it. But yeah. it was a very hard grind to make it in the World Cup. They and South Korea really don't have any business getting out of this group, right? No, absolutely not. I mean, it, Sweden would have been a little more interesting if it's Zlatan. Yeah. Without Zlatan, they don't have a, an edge. No, I, I don't think they get out of this group. I think it's Germany followed by Mexico. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think Mexico is, a like you said, kind of a uh, become a favorite of many in the United States. Um, I think Grant Wall from Sports Illustrated picked them to beat Brazil in the round of 16. No, no which chance. I don't know. No, I mean, I'm just, I'm just saying. <laughs> no, I don't think so don't either. Think but so. no. Uh, South Korea, the the player to watch, obviously, Son Hyung Min or Hyung Min Son, however you want to say it, for mm-hmm. Tottenham. Tottenham, really good player. Yep. Probably doesn't have enough around him to. to no, get I don't group. think so. But if you're going to watch one of those games, he'll be the interesting guy. He will be. Group G, it's Belgium. The final group, correct? I believe it's one of the final groups. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> one of the final groups. No, yeah, there's two more. Uh, Belgium, dark horse. They've never won the World Cup. One of the the most talented teams in the world Absolutely. definitely has a chance to win the World Cup. Courtois, second best keeper in the world, third best keeper in the yep. world. Defenders, Vertonghen, company, Vermalen, Alderweireld, very, very experienced. Midfield of De Bruyne as the creative force, just a ridiculous player. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know why they have Fellaini still on this team. He's garbage, but wow, they're bringing him anyway. That's, that's a Liverpool bias right there. Well, I think it's pretty pretty common opinion. The attack is pre- is they're, really they're, good. They're too. strong up front with Lukaku and Hazard, and that's why. That's why. And Chelsea. Drew Mertens has had a really good last couple of years. Yeah, and then it's really cool that they're both Hazard brothers are a part of that team. Eden and Thorzard. Thor. Is, did I say it right? Thorgan. Thorgan. <laughs> Thorgan Hazard. He's good. You got another Concacaf team in Panama. Um, that's the team that got it over the U.S. Yeah, and Tunisia, also not a great team, and no. then England. England is, um, of course, the one that that we follow the closest. Right. Um, I think they obviously get out of this group with Belgium. Yeah, I think that England is. They're going to get out of the group. I think they lose in the second round, the first knockout round. I don't think this is a very good team. Their number one keeper is Jordan Pickford, who has not proven really anything. They always have issues with their personalities. They always have issues with the media. Mm-hmm. Media has been trying to just destroy Raheem Sterling, one of the great hopes of the team for the last two weeks. Uh, so I, I don't believe in this team. I never believe in England, and it's always paid off for me not believing in them. <laughs> uh, Harry Kane, obviously, everyone expects him to have a great World Cup. Maybe he will. Maybe he won't. 
the midfield is okay. Jordan Henderson, obviously, I think he's a good player. Kelly Alley is a, is, a, is a good young player. But uh, could also get a red card at any moment. Correct, yeah. He's great. I mean, he could have he could come out of this World Cup, and everyone's like, Kelly Alley is unbelievable. Yeah. Oh, but I think that they lose in the or first Or I could say Kelly Alley is a knucklehead because yeah. he did X, Y, and Z. Exactly. I really, really don't believe in this team very strongly. But they get out of this group, right? They get out of the group, but they lose the next round. Okay. And then we get the easy second easiest group, I believe. Uh, it's the final group. Poland and uh, Colombia are probably the two teams that are coming out of this. I think so. This this group is easy. We probably don't even need to talk about it that much. Colombia, obviously, James Rodriguez, who yep. was the player of the last World Cup, yep. uh, will look to be that player again. Colombia is a really good team. I think a lot of people are picking them maybe even all the way to the semifinals if things fall correctly for them, if they yeah. get out of this group. Uh, James Rodriguez is good. Falcao still makes the team. Muriel and um, Baca are both solid veteran strikers. Poland with Lewandowski. That's an okay team. Yeah, Neither one of these teams would be just absolute favorites in another group. But Senegal, like you said, sometimes African teams could give people problems. Sadio Mane uh-huh. um, had a great year, a great couple years for Liverpool. But other than that, it's this is this is Poland and Colombia. I think I think Colombia gets out on top, followed by Poland. Yeah, so we, we didn't have many hot takes because most of these groups are actually pretty easy. Um, the group of death is still should be straightforward. I'll say, you know what? I'm going to change it. I'll say Iceland gets out over Croatia, even though I like Croatia. I'm just being, I'm just having fun here. You're such a homer. Yeah, I'm a homer. <laughs> We're having fun here. So who's going to win it, Scott? Who's going to take? I say France all. wins the World Cup. We yep. can kind of redo our, our our predictions round by round once it's all set with yeah. the, the winners of the groups um, coming up. But I'm picking France to win it all. I got Brazil. I just Brazil. think they're too strong. All right. Um, Spain is, is is a close second for me. Yeah. Um, I hope Peru gets out of that group. Yeah. Just as a fan. I, I think it's going to be tough. Yeah. But it, I hope they get out. It's, it's a little unfortunate, but it will definitely – Come down to France, Brazil, Germany, Spain, probably. I mean, mm-hmm. maybe Portugal. Yeah. But it'll be the teams Don't that you Don't forget about Belgium. And Belgium. I guess yeah. Belgium is the wild card. Belgium and Portugal are the non-World Cup winning teams that could make a difference, that yeah. could win the World Cup. Yeah. Uh, so this has been Bend It Like Beckett. We will be back twice a week during the World Cup to talk about what's going on, to talk about the impact on the hobby, and uh, just to kind of talk soccer for a little bit. Shanks things up here at Beckett. You know, you guys are tired of the fat packs. <laughs> just kidding. Eric's graciously been in here pr- producing for us and just learning thank so you, much Eric. about soccer. So thank you, Eric. Anyway. For the record, I pick Argentina. Eric, Eric picks Argentina. There we go. <laughs> so he's going to be right. He's the soccer expert of this, this place. So join us next time on Bend It Like Beckett.